Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. You know what? Some old fart is probably looking at this, you know, with with the original six teams <clears throat> in mind, for God's sakes. And he's he's probably sitting there saying, oh, my God, like like you just alluded to the these southern uh, southern teams that are in these two uh, conference finals. And the problem is I, I, that's the thing. I don't get it. Like, if, what's if the they, issue? I believe I did, I did say it at one point in sort of a rebuttal to one of the tweets because I was reading several of these tweets where people were like, holy geez, what a terrible... Gary Bettman must be so happy because he's finally getting hockey in, um, down in the down set, like in the real down south of the United States. But I, I basically chimed in and said, listen, if you love hockey, you don't care who's playing. The, the games are on. Um, you're going to watch them. You've got stake. If you like hockey, you've got a stake in each one of these teams. It doesn't matter. There's a storyline for each and every one of these teams that you can absolutely wrap your your uh, your heart around, if you, as, as hallmark as that sounds. Um, one guy even went so far as saying, listen, my team's not in it, so I'm out until the Stanley Cup See, final itself. Like, and I don't get that. Dude, if that I, rule applied, I never even would have got into this season. No, like, exactly. Like, why I mean, do you bother to care about hockey at all then? Why are you even replying to this comment? If you don't care about any other team but yours, why are you even in the comments? Who cares then? You don't care about anything. Like, like, look, you have a, maybe I'll put it this way. You have a fringe hockey fan. And and then I'll even kind of put like the hockey fan that, again, like you say, only cheers for his team, right? Right. Like, like, and then there's true hockey fans like you and me. Again, I don't care. Florida, Carolina, Dallas, like all these teams. They all have a storyline. You can make a case for every one of these teams. 100%. 100%. Including including Florida, by the way. Absolutely. Like, like I, oh, I, I understand <laughs> I understand three of the four are kind of like, oh, you know, they, they should kind of be there. Everything, you know, everything's kind of playing out as is. But Florida seems to be the, you know, which one is the not outlier. like the other here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And come on now. Come on. Like, I love their story. We, I honestly, we, of all the storylines, Florida's is probably the one I love the most because because of exactly what you just said. They were the eighth seed. They kind of uh, clawed their way in at the end. And now look at them. And Paul Maurice? Are you kidding? I love this story. I love it. And, Mar- and Marty, you and I, like, Christ. I mean, I'm 47 years old. I think you're what? 12 and a half? <laughs> I'm going on 13. Yes, you're right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Soon. Okay. Fair enough. But June I mean, 7th. we... we <laughs> <laughs> let, me mark, let me mark that down. Okay, big one three. Um, yeah. <laughs> Something pink, so, please. <laughs> okay, w- would you stop now? Sorry, sorry. Jesus, <laughs> trying to do a podcast here, guy. Oh shit, we are sorry. But I mean, with Florida, we've seen this story before, tons and tons of oh, times. Yeah. A, a, te- a team that's cool. been playing playoff hockey for okay, for for in Florida's case, it was the better part of two months here. But I mean, we've seen this before yeah. where teams like, you know, the last three weeks, uh, month, month and a half, we, we've seen this time and again, and yeah. they deserve to be there. They went 100%. into the playoffs like at full force, full speed. <clears throat> yeah. They have been doing it for weeks on end. So, you, you know, to me, I, as a matter of fact, I love the teams that are in it this year. You know, Carolina finally kind of really punching through here. We'll see yes. if they can actually... <clears throat> 
actually get to the the, the destination that they've been working for for a little while. Dallas, yeah. you, you got to be oh, happy with what's. Well, you got to kind of be happy. Cool you got to be pretty pleased with what's going on there. I mean, for me, yeah. it's a case of, you know. Th- I'm sure the fan base for a little while was like, oh, God, you know, like Ben, Sagan, they're kind of a little bit more on the twilight. And and then all of a sudden, and if I'm not mistaken, actually, I I, I am not mistaken, Robertson, Miro Heiskanen, and Jake Ottinger came from the same draft year. Oh, are you serious? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That was the year that Heiskanen was taken third. And I... I wish I could tell you the other two, but I know that Heiskanen was taken third that year, but oh, the other two, I know. So so for me, it's like, it, it's this weird kind of place for Dallas where for a little while I'm thinking that, you know, they the fan base and, and maybe even the, well, I, don't, I won't say management because they probably had an eye on some of these guys, but the fan 30, base is kind of oh thinking, oh God, God are we going to take a little bit of dip? So 39 for... Robertson looks or? like it. Yeah, he selected Robertson in the second round, 39th overall, the 17th draft. So Ottinger was like okay. at the end of the first, I think. I think Ottinger might have been like 27th or something. Ottinger was 26th. Very close. 26th. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Still, like, are you kidding me? Can we get the Dallas Stars scout on our show for a little conversation? Oh, that is some impressive so, work right there. So, I mean, <clears throat> you got that. I mean, Vegas... You know, Vegas nah. is Vegas. I mean, Vegas. You know, Bill, Fo- oh, Bill Foley telling you that within the first six years they're going to have a Stanley Cup. Well, they're kind of right on schedule here. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, and I know this is going to be a very unpopular thought, um, Jack Eichel. You know what? I, I'm kind give, of give, happy give, for him. Give the guy his kudos, eh? Like, I mean, Basically. he's been waiting to get in the playoffs forever. Yeah. And, dude, he's getting the job done. Period. He's done. Like, absolutely doing re- it. Leading the team um, on the ice. Can't, I don't know about off the ice. I have no idea what he's like in the dressing room. Apparently, he's a cancer. But if he's a cancer, then it's, you know, <clears throat> it, you know what? If he's remission. a cancer, then how the hell are they playing like that? Exactly. Like, if he's a cancer. I don't cancer, know if I'm buying. I think he's the, comfortable. And and furthermore, if he, he would never get to a being being a cancer anyway, because Mark Stone would put, it, uh, put that uh, probably. fire out. Pretty like uh, yeah. Stone comes across to me as he'd be like, "No, nah, we're not fucking dealing with this shit." No, exactly. And I agree with like, you. Like he he's been around the block in Ottawa because he was around yeah. Ottawa when they yes. had that whole remember that uh, Uber ride and they were kind of yeah. like, shitting on the coaches or something like that and somebody yep. taped it. Whatever. Anyway, he yeah. was around for that, so he's been he's been yeah. around that kind of a mess, and he yep. ain't having any of it in Vegas. That's no, for he's sure. not. But, but you know what? Enough about all the the fluff here. Yeah, sorry. Let's <laughs> let let's get to it. Eastern Conference, baby. Oh, and I want to get this. I want to get this one out of the way. Go ahead, because yeah. I want. I want us to. I want us to both empty our souls on this, because we <laughs> both have. We both have the same viewpoint. We are talking about Florida defeating Toronto four to one. Yeah. So Toronto. So Toronto actually gets a game in. Okay, that's great. That's <laughs> great. R- real baby real steps. Happy for, real happy for you. <laughs> that's everything that I'm going to say positive about the Leafs. Savini. First and foremost, this team, I, I, I can't, and I, I really kind of went over it in particular with my Habs, and I cannot remember an offseason for a team that is so filled with intrigue. Like, there is so many roads that this can go down. Yeah. Do they keep the GM, fire the coach. Does a coach stick around and the GM <clears throat> leaves? Are they getting rid of Shanahan? Are they going to change the whole plan? Are they trading one of the core four? What's like, dude, there's like several different ways we can take this conversation. And to me, that 
that's going to be a tough off season for this team, man. Because yeah, it is because you're right. There's so many different storylines that need to be written on this, but I'll tell you what, uh, this is my prediction for their off season. Nothing happens. Let's nothing happens. Uh, I believe run this back. I believe they run it back. Player wise, they'll run it back. Um, Now, Kyle Dubas would be the only thing I'm not sure on. I do. I think there's an avenue for Dubas to come back. I think there's a. I think it makes sense and it's fine. However, know soon enough. Yeah, but in order to appease the fan base, I think Dubas will be the 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 odd man out. I think he gets sort of escorted out. And then whoever comes in, one of the first things they do is they solidify their goaltending situation. They make it way better. They'll find a way. Um, that unfortunately may mean someone leaves, like a Nylander. I know JT's contract, um, while he is the captain of that team, it, you know, is the writing on the wall that it's Marner's? Yes. Is this the time? I don't know. Um, but I can see something there that makes sense. But I, my heart of heart tells me, Nothing major happens. They will run it back. They will solidify their back end with a new GM. That's basically what it means. That's it. I, I think that's all that happens. Well, I mean, myself personally, and, and you know, th- this may may be me being a little biased and, and what I think they should do, but I, I'm sorry. <laughs> after this, uh, after this, yeah, and and we talked about it on last week's show. Some of the non-effort that, that Marty, that's really fucking concerning oh, yeah. to me, man. Okay? Oh, yeah. And yeah. what I mean by that is, listen, JT, he's leadership material. Like, I, I'm fine yeah. with him, okay? Yeah. I, I know that there's going to be the naysayers out there in regards to his contract. And if you want my honest opinion, I'm probably one of them. But for the intangibles that he can bring, like, I'm okay with that. Would I love it to be a lower dollar value? Yes, but I mean, that's nor here nor there. You can't deal with every single little minuscule problem. So I'm fine with him, and as and I'll have to be because it's a no move no move clause. Exactly, He's full no move. So yeah. you better. So I I better be comfortable with him because he ain't going nowhere if he doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have to think, Marty, and I'm and I tried to put myself as as best I could into a a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Being a Habs fan, I can kind of get a lot of the feels. But what I can't get, like, I, at least I won in 93. Like, what I, like, and, and that's and that's not me, that's not so much a zinger as much as it's, like, 67 guy. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I, you know, I'm, I, I won't go over it per verbatim, like, because I did it last week. <laughs> but this, this. This cannot continue this way. You built this whole thing around the Shanna plan, you around Matthews. You brought in uh, the, the home hometown boy into like the, you know everything. It was like this this fucking movie, this romantic movie with the Leafs and everything <clears throat> coming together. Yeah, you know, you, you Bab. Even going back to Babcock, you brought in a guy at fifty million dollars a year for eight years. Like this was all supposed to be the culmination to the Stanley Cup glory. Yeah, since '67. Yeah, and and here we are again. And, and somebody can, <clears throat> yeah, but they won a round. Big fucking oh deal. Oh my god, 
that's like if you want my honest opinion, I almost would have as a Toronto if I was a Toronto fan, I would have rather these guys just gone out in four. Fuck it, no way. Yeah. Why? Why bring it back to Toronto for what? Like okay, I guess the guy who owns the Leafs or M- MLSE they get some more money out of it. Okay, that's great. Yeah, but that's not the point. I though. mean, so you brought it back to Toronto so these guys could be in pain at home. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're their so, own pillows to cry in. So can me, I ask you something though? Yes, sir. Do you do you think Sheldon Keefe is the answer? Do you think he? Sorry, not the answer. I'll just go straight out and say it. Is he too soft on his core four? Quick answer: No. Okay. I actually don't think he is. Uh, I think we saw it a little bit at the start of the year. You know, whether it was placed properly or not, we, we could, we could you know, split hairs here if we really want to. But for me, at least that effort was there. And. From, sorry, the I, effort what, was there from who? From Keith himself. Like, oh, to okay, actually sorry. kind of hold his players accountable, right? Gotcha. Like, he's calling yeah. them out in the media. And then basically, he's all, you know, there's this feeling of, oh, it feels like you were kind of hard on them. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! I hope not. Like on, like honestly, no. So, so to, I mean, I would have to probably agree with you that. I mean, I, I first and for, for me personally, I, I Dubis has got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. And it's, and if yeah. and if I'm really being truthful here, folks. I think Shanahan has got to go. Oh, I please. think that yes. Dubas has got to go. Oh, and, my God. And, and the only reason I say why Keith has got to go is because no new management team is keeping him. So oh, just clean, okay. clean slate. Yeah. Clean slate I for me. That, yeah. Okay. And because, because and, and here's half of my reasoning. And trust me, I don't even like my own reasoning. <laughs> is because you bring in this new man okay pre, if, if you are gonna if you are gonna go the route of uh president of hockey operations as shanahan is okay so you put somebody in there more importantly the gm so okay and coach obviously because i just don't think whoever would yeah. keep keith around yeah <clears throat> now you're saying to the players okay if if for whatever fucked up reason this wasn't on on all of you already yeah. It is right now. Yes. Like it, that's it, what I think too. That that to me, when it, if anybody says to me the words run it back and the leafs, okay, I'll see you run it back. As long as you're only talking about the twenty three players that are gonna hit that ice. Yeah. Because if you're talking about <clears throat> running it back, that and the management team, I'm sorry. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different uh, this uh, different results. Different results, yeah. I I don't I don't like to me this and I 100% agree. I this absolutely when you do it this way, this absolutely puts the onus squarely on the player's shoulders. Now, I'm not suggesting that a GM can walk in and in one year turn a franchise around, right? And and, and finish the job kind of thing. Um, I'm aware that that's a very difficult thing to do. However, in Tampa, uh, we saw with Eisenman, right? He built that team and then left. They didn't win a cup with him. He left on his own accord. 
he felt I, I'm ready for the next challenge. So he left to Detroit mm -hmm. and that's what happened there. Then when he left, then they started winning the cups, right? So he built that. His stamp is on there. Dubas' stamp is still going to be there when, with him gone. But I believe it was the second year that Tampa won the cup after Eisman had left. So it didn't take very long. And there was some tweaking, obviously, with the new GM. Came in, made his put his stamp on the core, on, on the team as much as he could. But basically, the core was there, right? One thing that the core in Toronto misses is missing. It's it's a it's the to me it's the biggest piece in all of this. If if you reverse Samsonov and Bobrovsky in that series, Toronto wins. Yeah. So that's the difference there. Their core four does not include a goaltender. Their core four doesn't even include a a, def a defenseman. Uh, yes, Morgan Riley is there. So if you want core five, but at the end of the day, I think that's the best play for this. You get rid of Shanahan, get rid of Dubas. You bring in another GM. I don't care who the president of hockey of opera, fucking whatever. However you want to do it. Yeah. The GM comes in and solidifies that back end and leaves everything else in place. And like you said, the coach is going to be replaced by default because that's what GMs do, right? They, they want, it's an ego thing or it's a, uh, I don't know. It's their stamp, right? They want so, their own guy, right? <clears throat> that's right, yeah. And they want something something changing in the dressing room because they do want to see change. This team is good enough to win. We know that. But are they good enough to win the cup? That's a different conversation. The way is it constructed? Obviously not. Moving forward, though, that's. I think that's your best plan. I think you're right. Shanahan, Dubas, Keefe, see you later. Bring in someone new. Get a new coach, a new goalie. Now let's see what you can do. If you don't do it there... And Oh, that might that might then blow it up. And when it comes to the roster, just so I'm clear here as well, I do think you break up that core four <clears throat> eventually, or and, like no, this summer, like now. I break think it up you do meaning it now. they don't they don't play together, or break it up like you're trading players. No, you're trading somebody <laughs> out of that top, out of that core four. And the reason I trade? say that, as Doesn't much matter. as you know. The, well, one, you can't really trade Tavares because he ain't going nowhere. Right. I mean, he won. wanted to come home to Toronto, so that's the end <clears> of that. <laughs> With the Matthews situation, his no-movement clause kicks in on July 1. Yeah, and Arizona so, is no longer a team now, so he's not going. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not, e I'm not even going to touch that with a 39-and-a-half-inch pole, and trust me, it's oh. not because I don't want to. It's because my boy Marty here has got a shit ton to let you guys know about that later on. We'll so be, we're going to yeah. leave that Sorry. for a little bit later, but... Fuck. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to these so is guys, it Marner? I, I just, are you leaning on Marner? No, as a matter of fact, if I had, if there's somebody who's got a gun to my head right now, I'm probably Nylander. Nylander. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Nylander makes the most sense. And if for nothing else, if for absolutely nothing else, you're taking those, the other three that would stay, yeah. you're taking them out of their comfort zone. Hey, your core four guys, it's over. Yep. It's over. Next. And, you know, however you want to play it, like whoever you, you know, do they bring in a more of a two-way forward? Are they bringing in uh, some saw? Like however they want to do it, you can do it. I mean, you know, Nylander is going to be able to get you that. Yeah. So whatever you kind of, whatever way you want to go and however, however, fit, whatever fit you want. Yeah. You can go ahead with that. But I mean, I just... Again, for me, it just really does come down to it. Just can't continue. It just can't. Not the not so, it, not the way it's currently built. Not the way it's currently no. set up. 
So taking it back to the series, then, do you look at this as more that Florida beat Toronto or Toronto beat themselves? I would have to definitely say that Florida won this series and okay. they earned it. They earned and that's, it. And to me, that's the difference right there between a Toronto like uh, a, a team like Toronto and a team like Florida. Um, Toronto on paper has more skill, but they're not a team, right? There's something missing. There's something not clicking. It's just it's just not enough. They're, they're missing heart. Florida. They're missing killer instinct. Whatever you want to call it, like they're. And for me, it's heart, man. Like I just I can't. Well, it was hard of, to it was it, it was hard to watch some of, of that. If you think of Florida right now and you think of Hart, you think Matthew Kachuk, right? But I don't end there. I go with Bobrovsky. I throw his heart in there as well, too. Throw, Tell me throwing, he didn't play with his heart on his sleeve. Oh, dude. I mean throwing Gudis. I mean I, 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 like Like listen, listen and and here's the best part, right? And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Lee um with uh, um Florida's first round series and how Bobrovsky kind of is turning it on a little bit here. His numbers in the second round. Four and one, even two goals against average, nine forty three save percentage. Wow! So, Jeez. for the first time since Florida got him, he's actually living up to yeah. that ten million box. Yep. And and, and 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 you know, in the immortal words of Jay on right from TSN, you're back on the beat, Brabrovsky. <laughs> and that's the thing. That Toronto has, honest to God, sorry, I was going to say they never had uh, in this whole, you know, this Shanda whole plan. core four Shanda plan bullshit thing is a is a goalie that they can sort of turn to and say, I feel very confident this. Anderson was definitely the guy for a while. And in fact, even right up until he had to leave, the only reason he left was because of injuries, uh, which is still, you know, plaguing him to this day. That being but said, when, but when he plays, though, he's fucking incredible. He's like now. Li now, listen, I know his numbers are even that much better, right? Because he the, the team he plays for right. But now, yeah. I mean, we, we all remember his Toronto days like this is a guy that could play. Yes. He could. He's a hell of a goalie. Yes. He yes. Is. Yes. He's a Band-Aid boy. Yep. I, he is. And that's why the Leafs walked away from it. But I mean, then they go out and fucking get Murray, dude. I like, I hear you. You went. Like, they you went walked from right into the problem. To Glass House Boy, <laughs> like this is so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So the, any argument against Anderson makes zero sense when they go out and get Murray, um, who coincidentally, by the way, I don't know if you heard, he did say he was ready to go. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to tell doesn't you one thing. Sit down, Murray. <laughs> yeah, sit down, Murray. Because God damn it, you made me look like a fool. I actually freaking no picked the guy up at the entry. <laughs> no, nobody's trading for you, but apparently a, a GM in, in my hockey pool will go ahead and draft him, i.e. me. Someone might pick oh, you up, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was... Anyway, moving on from Matt <laughs> yeah. Murray. Sorry. Total kudos to Florida. <clears throat> yeah. Bobrovsky, super, yeah. super series. I mean, it was really nice to see for Bobrovsky. He's had, he's had his critics, and he's deserved them. Yep. Oh, yeah. Give him his kudos whenever he's... Putting he, up the numbers yeah. that he is. So whether or not he can keep this up is a different story. Now, where we sh shift over to Carolina, go ahead and take it on. Uh, they beat the Devils four-one. Not this. It, it's same result, but not the same feeling. Oh man, no, not at all. Right. So, uh, go ahead. Oh no, I mean, for me, th this was one of those series where, and we said this about the Dev Devils earlier in the playoffs. They're playing with house money. Like, yes. 
What's yeah. that? We lost four to one in the second round. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Like if at the beginning of the season you tell that team and that organization you're going to lose to the Carolina Hurricanes four games to one in the second round, thank you, sir. I'll take two. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, come on now. I mean, yeah. the the up and coming team. And here's the thing about these guys. Like, you you've got some. First of all, the goaltending is, I would oh. say solid. I would say solid. If you're moving forward with any kind of like a Vanacek, Schmid, uh, you know, maybe Blackwood's still around for for whatever reason. Like, I I would lean more Vanacek and Schmid. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, Hughes breakout season. Oh man. Uh, I mean, sure. you've got you've got some great pieces uh, coming right. on the way. Uh, Simon uh, Simon Nemich. Uh, oh, got Luke, Sorry, you got yes. Luke, Luke Hughes, so you got some good defense coming up the pipe. Um, Dawson Mercer. Uh, oh. Like, no second, no sophomore slump for this guy. No. 82 you, games, yeah. 27 goals, bud, second season. 29 second. assists for 56 points. Do you not think he's going to be on some guy's radars at the entry draft? A little like, bit, a little bit. You know, if this, can you imagine if this guy ever, actually, I'd have to double check and make sure he isn't a centerman. But if he could ever get uh, next to uh, Hughes, Jack Hughes, yikes. Yikes. So, so I mean, long story short, New Jersey, you're in a good spot. No problems with how this played out. Took no. out the Rangers, a solid, solid team. Great goaltending. And, and they've got some good stuff. And they got some, some stuff coming up the pipe too there. Uh, New York Rangers back end. Rangers? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Tackle is looking good of... over in the worlds, eh? Yeah, not too bad. Those highlights, holy and, shit! Yeah, and you know, and maybe like I'm just <laughs> maybe I'm just smitten with him, but I really, really like Conjure Miller too that out there. I, I think he could. Hundred percent, I'm all over him. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's I'm, getting I'm, drafted I'm this year. Um, on the Carolina side of things, I mean, not to make it sound too too boring here, but we, it's just kind of where we what we expect and what we're what we thought. Stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean. You know, they, they've been doing this for a couple of years now. I mean, obviously, Anderson's having a ridiculous playoff. He's 5 Yeah, He was pulled in game three, uh, but he's That's got right. a 1.80 goals against average, 931 save percentage. Uh, he's only allowed one goal in four of the six starts. So, Jeez. I mean, throw out the game he gets pulled uh, pulled in. He let four in, I think, that game. But, I mean, for me, a guy, it's it's their depth. I mean, a guy like Martinook is going off. He went Martinuk, off in round two, three yeah. goals, seven assists. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I mean, and, and we've yeah. talked about uh, uh, the special teams um, for Carolina, especially the PK, number one in the playoffs. They're actually number one in shots against two. And the only reason I kind of throw that in there is like, okay, so we're already limiting the amount of shots, period. Yeah. And then when you get on the power play, we're screwing you over there too. Yeah, So might, might as well. I mean, Which, by the way, you know, Martinook is a big reason for that too on the PK. Um, him Probably. and Stahl are actually playing uh, like some pretty some pretty good minutes together on the penalty killing unit. Um, that's, the that's team why overall, I love the playoffs. Though, but, that's yeah. why I love the playoffs. So, yeah. is you know, yeah, we all know what the Jack Hughes are going to do. We all know what the the McDavid's and the Drysaitels, uh, Macars. We all know what all these guys are going to do. Martin comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, throws role players right. Hell, throws up a hell of a series, and. You're already getting some decent production out of your big boys. Yeah. So this exactly. guy's just this guy just comes up behind them and he's like another first liner at this particular moment. So I mean, 
and, and even a guy like KK, uh, Kot Kanyemi, he's Kot playing Kinyemi. well. Holy and trust shit, me, I don't yeah. want him to play well, but no, <laughs> he is. So for both of these teams, in, in a weird way, obviously, New Jersey, huge step. You're in a good spot. God, Carolina, depth, where, you, where are you supposed to? Oh, it is nuts, man. Man. And and Stahl's leadership, like, talk about a, yeah. like, this guy, you know, he, first of all, the family's been around hockey for. Oh, God, well, yeah. I mean, the guy's what now, like 32, 33 years old, maybe more. So this 50 years of hockey for this family. Like, yeah. I mean, this guy knows the in and ins and outs. I mean, he's been through all of the battles, uh, slaving on defense. I mean, and they're all so unassuming. Like, you yeah. don't sit there, you know, you talk about Colorado or you talk about the Oilers and McDavid or, uh, you know, Vegas. So, oh, my God, what are they doing? What kind of trade are they pulling off? And Carolina just out there in the metro, just going about their business, just yep. getting the job done. You know, if if nobody in the media ever talked about Carolina, Brendan Moore would be happier than a pig in shit. Like, Absolutely. It, I, I've always had a little thing for this team. I mean, I think obviously owning some players from the squad probably helps a little bit, but hmm. I, I've the always kind of kept the connection. Oh, right? guy. I mean, don't, that's for me, that's even, where it comes from. I oh, love me that. too, man. Me I'm too. Don't even start. Harvard. Brass Harvard. Bonanza. Harvard. Okay, I, I got to stop now. Or, or we're just going to have to throw that right into the program. Um, but you know what? Marking it. Sweet. Marking it. Sweet. <laughs> but I, I, I'm telling you right now, Carolina, I, I can't wait to see what happens for them next i truth be told i'm probably pulling for them a little bit i'd like to see them take that that next step they've been here before so i'd kind of like to see that but you know what i'll 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 leave the rest to you there marty well so in this is this is going to be an interesting series because if Bobrovsky continues to stay hot um this he will be an issue for Carolina if he stays as hot as he is currently. That because there won't be an injury problem. Like he's, you know what I mean. He's he's solid that way. He yeah. There, there, there isn't kind of any kind of injury issue or injury worry there like there is on the Carolina side. So exactly yeah. So now and that's exactly it. And that's the flip side to it because you've got on the one hand you've got Bobrovsky able to go in night in and night out and really put up. The kind of every Stanley Cup winning team has that goalie in in their yeah. crease that's just is playing great. If you don't have that, you're not going anywhere. Now, Carolina does have the luxury of actually having several goalies who could actually play that role, but mm-hmm. clearly right now it's Frederick Anderson or bust. So now the minute he goes down, collectively the Hurricane fans they just hold their breath and like, oh my god, what the hell are we going to do now? Let's hope Ranta can hold it together, or maybe they call it Peter again. Now. That's and listen, uh, Kachuk, you know Montour, um, all of them, Sam, even Sam Reinhardt, uh, Gudis, the way he's been playing. This team collectively, Barkov. I didn't even mention Barkov. Like they, they're a very skilled team, very talented. They can absolutely handle what Carolina can dish out. I, f- I will always say this though, as Carolina's secret or you know. Everybody's aware of its uh, secret weapon, which doesn't matter if it's a secret or if everybody's aware of it. What Carolina does so goddamn well that no other team in the NHL can can equate to 
is the way they adapt to the play and change on the fly, make adjustments mm -hmm. as they go. And no one misses a beat. Every single player knows their role. They got Paul Stasny, Stasny on the fourth line right now, and he's probably absolutely fine with that. That's not why they went out and got him. They didn't go out to get him to, so he can play on the fourth line, but it doesn't matter. This is the team. This is These are the plays. This is what we do. We adjust as we go. So while Carolina may not come in and sort of dictate the play as it starts on puck drop, they can. They have the ability. But their strength is really at making adjustments on the fly and going from there. That's Rob Brindamore. That's what he can do great. And that's where I think they've, they've mastered that so well. And combine that with the players mastering it and, and adapting to it so well and this crew this group of players doing so well with that i don't know that there's a better team to represent out of the east than carolina right now this is to me this is the best team in the east florida if they win it it'll almost be an emotional win uh, it'll be backed on emotions um it, there's no way florida comes in and blows this out there's no way that Florida comes in and wins this in even five games or six games. If Florida's going to oh, win this, it's going to be on seven games. Um, but I, my heart of hearts, this is absolutely Carolina. Everything is there for them now. It, it really feels like this is their year now. And I know this is easy to say, conference finals, this is where you go. Carolina should have been considered to be a heavy favorite from the get-go. They've been doing this for ever since Brendan Moore took over. So they've been doing this for five years. This is a culmination of a lot of work over several years uh, by both the players and the coaching staff. This is, to me, this is it. This is the one. Um, so I, I, at the end of the day, I, sorry, I hate to break it to you, Florida. I, I see this being Hurricanes in six. And I'm saying six because I do feel that Hurricanes are going to have an issue with injury in nets, like you said. So I do think that's going to hurt them a little bit. Those games that they're going to lose are going to be close ones. Like I said, nothing's going to get blown out here. So it can go either way. But I'm calling six uh, for Hurricanes because they're at the end of the day, they're the better team. They're the better team. And they have the better coach. Well, I mean, me personally, I, I am going to go with Hurricanes as well. I just think the way that Florida's playing right now, call it pesky, call it like just you know, in your face nuisance. How, you know what? Even that's a great word. Like it's just <laughs> you, you, you just kind of can't get rid of them. And yeah, long way of getting around to it here. But I'm going Hurricanes in seven. Oh, okay. I, I think that Florida can push this um, to the brink. I, I, I just I feel good about Florida squad. Am I picking them to win the series? No. But that doesn't take anything away from, I mean, they're, they're, dude, they're on a heater. And in seven games, that means it can go either way. Like, like they're on, they're on a heater. I, again, I, I would have to back up like you're saying, just this is kind of what's been built here for several years for Carolina. Like this is yeah. like these guys, if you're, I mean, in the NHL playoffs, you're ultra focused, but I mean, like these guys have got to be laser here because, I mean, a lot of that group's been around together, Marty, for a long time now, Brindamore included, yeah. uh, probably oh, yeah. several members of that coaching staff. So, yeah, you know, you got to kind of say, 
and, and not to say it's not as important for Florida. That's not what I'm getting across. It's just, you know, Florida, I think, is a, a little bit of a team here that is playing with house money as well. I mean, you know, again, they scratched and clawed their way to get into the eighth seed, and they're making good on it. Yeah. Like, good on them. And, and And again, like we said at the top of the show, Marty, we've seen this story play out time and time again. Team that has just been playing quote unquote playoff hockey for a number of weeks or months, like they're ready to go. Oh, yeah. They hit the ground running as soon as it goes from game 82, whistle goes to game 80, game one in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They, they've, they've been on yeah. where a team like, and I hate to use Boston, sorry, Ron, but had <laughs> things sewn up months beforehand. Yes. Now, Still a bit of a surprise because there was always this greatest team in the regular season to play for, which they actually got. So there was always a drive, but where did where did it go? So all yeah. that to say, all that to say that you know, still giving Florida their due. I really do think they could push this, uh, but yeah, for for me, Hurricanes and seven. All right. Well, then who after that? So who's what's going on in the Western Conference here? What are we talking about? Are you happy? Like, are you? Do you see what the outcome was? As well, listen, being, yes, this makes sense. It does make sense. Obviously, Seattle surprised us all uh, yeah. with their their two round march. Um, Vegas, uh, you know, my prediction at the beginning of the year. So, if I'm going off my predictions at the beginning of the year, no, I, this is quite a surprise to see <laughs> Vegas here. Yeah. But again, but again, and I I wait this so much because a lot of it had to do with their goaltending situation at the time. Yes, it was a small sample size that Logan Thompson had played, and he played well. Yeah. Yep. But you know, you're. I I just didn't know if that was going to get the job done. Well, it did, along with several others, quick included. So, yeah, with with what I saw during the regular season, is this surprising where Vegas is at now? No. Is it sad to see the Oilers out a little bit? Yes. I mean, you know, I couldn't pull for Toronto. Just can't friggin' do it. But Edmonton, you know, I, I was hoping to see them continue on too. But yeah. as with Carolina being this kind of like little darling for me in the East, I would have to say that my darling in the West is Dallas. I just, I, I like them. I like them. Goalie, uh, your stud D, you got your secondary scoring. And the best part about it is, is it used to be your leadership group. It still is, but I mean, yeah in Ben and Sege, and then you've got your new crew now. Well, throw in Pavelski, a fucking ageless wonder. <laughs> and then you've got the, the two young kids in Hints, and he's having a ridiculous playoff. Oh, man. Yeah. And Jason Robertson, and we'll get into him a little bit too. Yep. But I loving, loving the Dallas thing. I mean, you know, uh, I kind for Dallas, for their organization, I mean, I don't think anybody goes into a series saying, oh, yeah, we want to play seven games. Yes. Like I don't think that's the case, but I think this was good for Dallas. Um, Seattle gave look, dude. It was two to one in Game Seven. Like Seattle gave the Dallas Stars every last drop that they could handle. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't have then they didn't have McCann for the full series. Yammy, 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 yammer. So lots of little things, minuscule things yeah. that end up adding up. But I think this was good for Dallas. I'd like to see Ottinger maybe settle things down. I won't say calm, but settle things down a little. Uh, yeah. You know, we haven't exactly seen 
this type of stuff out of Ottinger in his young career so far. It's been pretty right. solid right from start, from word go. But he's had some hiccups here in the playoffs and has yep. been exposed to a certain extent as well. Um, what more can you say about Pavelski? Uh, I mean, geez, guy has a stupid... Games. Oh, Fuck. dude, that's just nuts. I mean, <clears throat> I, again... Uh, Heiskanen comes back from taking an absolute shot to the face, man. Oh, man. Like, he is... He never looked like a hockey look, player after oh, that. Man. Oh, man. He, you know what? He didn't even re- look like a freaking hockey player. I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. Like, that <laughs> thing was just so freaking... Bl- anyway, good on him. Uh, you know, playoff hockey, get the whole nine yards. Um, but you know what? They're going to be up against Vegas, and, 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 you know, you can really make a case for Vegas, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Aiden Hill is playing well. I'll be the first to say completely surprising. Never thought I'd see uh, this type of performance out of him. I mean, for Christ's sake, he's what? Three and one, 2.19, sorry, 219 goals against average, 934 save percentage. So you've got got the goaltending kind of taken care of. Maybe not where you thought you were going to be at at the the start of the year. This is the problem with using backup goalies that are hot. And we saw it in Edmonton. It's part of the reason why Edmonton lost. The problem with backup goalies or goalies that are inexperienced, that are that you've caught them on a hot streak, if you lean on them too much, eventually they show their true colors. Because look at what happened to Laurent Bassois. At the start of the at the start of the playoffs, he actually came out very well he was playing very well the first couple of games in fact the first series he played very well then the fucking wheels came off because he's a backup goalie that's what happens to backup goalies they can't handle the load 319 894 that's where Lorraine Basso ended up with he got injured he got injured though eh? he got injured he did he did but his numbers are still 319 894 injury or not it doesn't matter those are the numbers results speak that's all that matters Aiden Hill currently 220 uh, and 330 or uh, 934. Great. But at some point, the wheels are going to fall off on Aiden Hill, too. Now, luckily for Vegas, they've got a guy who has done this before in Jonathan Quick. So they've got a backup to their backup to the backup. And I recently read today Logan Thompson apparently is getting pretty darn close to return. What do you do there, right? Though, like, do you. Do you throw Thompson, a rookie goalie himself, who, yes, had a great season, but hasn't played in, like, what, four months? Do you go to him? Well, if you're on the verge of of elimination, I think maybe you could, you know, you could massage going to him. Right. You know, the fan base would understand you. But uh, to your point, though, I mean, it's been months here since this guy's had any kind of game action. So coming in and, and you and I both know, like, we're halfway through the playoffs here. Like, you mm-hmm. want to talk about hitting the ground running? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, buddy, yeah. you you, point, you are in the thick of it right now. So, yeah. But, I mean, and that's you know. when you weigh that, when you weigh Vegas against what they've got over in Dallas, yes, you're right. Jake Odinger has not necessarily been the Jake Odinger that we all know and love. However, no. at the end of the day, he's not playing terrible. 275-903 with one shutout. He's getting the job done. And to me, a big reason for why Dallas had an issue and maybe why Odinger periodically slipped up is because Haxall and Seattle knows how to expose another team's weaknesses and take advantage of that. That's what they do very well. They do a lot of things really well, but that's one aspect that they do very well. So I think once you shift the mentality of the style of play to another team like Vegas, who Cassidy is doing a great job over there. However, there are 
several games where they allowed multiple goals, multiple games in a row. So they have the tendency, is what I'm getting at, to possibly blow a tire. Dallas is very, very good at offense. (laughs) There's a lot of players on that team that can put the puck on the net. Heinz, Robertson, uh, Ben, Pavelski, Dandanov, uh, even Heiskanen, who hasn't scored one yet, means he's due. Um, I know he's on defense, but he can still do it. Tyler Singh has got five and 13. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, like these are some younger kids. Mason Marchman needs to wake up too. There's a lot of players on this team that for Vegas to do this successfully, they not only have to have their goalie, whoever the hell that is, play at the top of their game, but they as collectively as a team have to play at the top of the game. And I'm just to finish one last point about Vegas. I'm sorry, Mark Stone, his back. I'm, I'm marking it down right now. He is in tremendous pain right now. And he is not playing anywhere close to, I wouldn't even say 75%. He is being drugged up and sent out there to die. And he's saying, let me do it again and again. Don't make sure I don't miss a shift. But it's hurting him and it's hurting his team. I pointed it out on Twitter. Everyone had come back down. And this was for against Edmonton. And there was a goal. Edmonton tied it up. And I watched him come down the ice. He did not skate with any sort of sense of urgency. Nothing. He was the last one there. And by the time he crossed the blue line, Edmonton had scored. So this is hurting the team. And... They're masking it, right? They're, they're doing the best they can to... Stone is still leading by example. It's pretty it's pretty remarkable what he is and has been doing. Yeah. But m- make no mistake, he's about to hit a wall very, very soon. And he will be taken out of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets taken out after game one. And then it's do or die. And they'll... Here, bud, here's some cortisone shots. Here's some cocaine. Just take it and you're in the game. And it'll be... And that's going to cost his career. I get like I'm I don't like any of this. I don't think anybody should. Um, but it's yeah, Vegas is gonna be in tough, extremely in tough against Dallas. And and it's unbelievable. Like if this guy is in that much pain, right? And he's got twelve points in eleven games. Like it's just yeah, think of that. Think like, of could that. Could you imagine if this guy was completely healthy? Oh my god. Like, in the playoffs on this team? Oh my god. That'd be awesome to watch. He's I mean, so gifted. The, the, it's a pretty evenly matched when you really when you really go over all four teams the, it's fi- yes you can maybe kind of say to yourself okay the whole florida thing but even then like it, it's pretty evenly matched right across the board and the west in particular i will yeah. say it is like this is two teams that you know uh if i'm not mistaken did yeah i think dallas may have come out of that division so I think you have two division winners that are facing off each other in the conference finals in the West in Vegas and Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, division. I'd, I'd, oh, sorry. I'd have to I'd have to double check that, but no, Colorado won. Oh, they did come back. Okay, okay. by one point. By one okay, okay. Point. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then out in the first round from the Kraken. Thanks, bud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these con- it's going to be some really really great hockey. I mean, flat it out. Is. Yeah, I, I don't know line for I, line. I, yeah. If you if you can't get hyped up for what you're going to see in regards, to, like I mean, these are some great teams, man. Yeah, they are, and, and like that's why they, I don't understand at the top. Like, who, who, why would you say you're not going to watch hockey? Then you don't love hockey. You don't. 
you love yeah. you love hockey on your terms and your rules only and nothing else will do okay you're a fringe fan then you don't love hockey you love one version of hockey and that's it and that to me is like all right you're a fringe fan that's fine every sport's got them um but you're not a real fan of at least not of hockey so that's because these teams dallas vegas carolina florida holy shit there's so many role players on on, on all four of these teams man there's a reason to love both all of all of these teams, man. This is going to be really good hockey. Here's a good question for you: right. What is the prediction of the Western Conference for the Western? I'm predicting Dallas in six. Sorry, Vegas. Same. Sorry, Gold sorry. <laughs> Same thing too. And and I actually surprised myself because I I would have kind of pushed at the seven, right? Because I mean, again, two evenly matched. Teams. I could see that too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I just I I feel like that Dallas is. I don't know. And again, maybe I'm a little bit biased. Maybe I'm kind of picking with my my heart rather than my head a little bit. But you know what? I, I just I, I think they have the pieces. Yeah. Do a couple of things need to to fall into place? Yes. Yeah. And 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 it has nothing to do really with Ottinger or anybody else other than for me is Jason like Jason Robinson needs to. Yes, he's having an okay uh, playoff production wise. But I mean, but that's what's sco- that's what's scary. He's got to score more than two goals. Like you're and having a decent playoff say. guy, but man, that's what's scary about this team is that they've been able to do what they're doing with Robertson with two, uh, Ben with two, uh, Heiskanen with zero, uh, and if Marchman with only four, six points total. These are some of the players that they actually were leaning on heavily for most of the season to suddenly go quiet in the goals category only. Because, again, Robertson's got two goals but 10 assists, 12 points in 13 games. He's doing all right. Uh, Jamie Benn, 2-8 and eight for 10 and 13. Again, they're doing all right. This just tells me, though, that there's a wake-up call coming. And it's either going to be this series or in the Stanley Cup Finals um, because they can't get to the Stanley Cup Finals without these players. So I think – and then when if you flip the, the switch over into Vegas, you look at Eichel's got six, Stone's got five, Marshall's got five, Stevenson's got six, four for Barbashev, Carlson's got five. The scoring is balanced. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Things look good in Vegas. They really do. But to me, it's that goalie, Aiden Hill. That's not going to hold up. Aiden Hill's done this before. He, he, was, he has flirted with being a starter in San Jose for years. And when he was finally given the reins, it took him about 25 games for it, for the wheels to completely fall off. And then from there, I don't think he's ever been really been relied upon as a, as a starting goalie ever since. And rightfully so. He is a lifetime backup goalie. One of the best, by the way, though. And there's no, there's no shame in this. This isn't, a, this isn't a knock. There's a place for backup goalies. And backup goalies are so fucking important, especially in moments like this. But he's not playing backup goalie. He's playing starter. This is an entirely different role. And yes, he's playing very well, but this is not going to last. It'll, And I don't see it being in the first game. I see it being in the second or the third game where the wheels come off for him because that's going to be much more detrimental to Vegas to try and recover from. But again, an ace up their sleeve is 100% Jonathan Quick. That could be a game changer. That could, now that I say this out loud, this could flip. <laughs> I could... I could go Vegas in seven because I just said that. Hey, listen, just I mean, the way it could be, like it could the exper- happen. Sorry. The experience alone, like yeah, no matter exactly. which way you can slice or dice, whatever way you want. And I mean, I, I personally would hope they don't have to go that route. Like I just, I think I, I think he's done. Personally, quick. 
Yes. Okay. But but I will say this. He's got two Stanley Cups, and with those come the experience of what it takes to get through it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a guy like that. Like, if I'm sitting there saying, like, I think he's done, and all he's got left is the experience to build. Well, at least I'd like to have a guy that has experience of winning a Stanley Cup or two. Yep. Rather yep. than some guy who hasn't. Because he can p- continue to pull from it. And where his skills are maybe diminished, you know, he can maybe better positioning, whatever. Like, we're getting into the minutiae of things a little bit, but. Right. But, but on an overall, though, I mean, Hills, at the present moment, Hills seems to be getting the job done. Yep. Again, I, I have to kind of go down your road a little bit as well that I don't know how long I want to lean on that crutch, but what other what what else can you do, right? Like, Brossois is not available to you. He's just not. I mean, nope. Logan Thompson, okay, let's, hopefully he can come back into the picture. There's another option. Yeah. And like you say, quick. So you have to, you would have to hope that the defense, the, 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 the forwards, a lot of the play away from the goaltender is kind of helping that cause out a little bit and not putting so much strain on that, the goaltending position. But they, whoever it is in that, I will say this, whoever it is in the Vegas net, they have to at least match Ottinger. They, you have to do yep. it. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily need to beat him to win a game. They can get it done otherwise, but right. he, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to be playing at, at that same level. And the one thing that I do want to say that is going to be, well, I'm going to be keeping a stern eye on it. Okay. I want to see how Peter Angelo looks because he took a fucking beating in that, ed, <laughs> yeah. in that Edmonton series, because when you have bit. Leon Dreisaitl smacking you like that. Yeah. And I mean, Obviously, lots of minutes too. Like, playing twenty five like minutes a game. Like you know, I mean, this is an obvious comment. Any any hockey player playing in the playoffs is in pain. Okay. Yeah. But when I say, like, you've got Peter Angelo who's taking a stick and and, and tomahawk chopping it at Drysdale. Yeah. Like this guy's in in pain to the point where it's coming out in anger. Okay. <laughs> so you can't tell me. That he was not affected by that. I mean, yes, again, obvious comment, Mike. Thanks. We saw the stick. But I'm just talking about the whole mental aspect of it, right? Like, this guy just kept getting hammered and hammered and hammered over and over again. So, is he done? Does he have anything left? Does he only have three quarters left in the tank? Like, you know, even the Oilers. Even... um, even Woodcroft, uh, Jay Woodcroft mentioned it. I think it might have been, I want to say maybe end of game four or leading into game five. And he's like, yes, we've made an investment. And he didn't say by name, but he's like, yeah, we're making an investment in regards to that defender, basically, right? Like we're, right. we're one hit in game one, one hit in game one, one hit in game, then another five in game two, and then maybe another six in game. Like this kid is going to start to wear out a little bit here. You can only yeah. take so much. So for me, that'll be quite interesting to watch and see how that all plays out as he is basically the linchpin of that defense. So, yeah. Uh, quick question about Vegas. Does Kessel show up in this, in this round? He's been a uh, healthy scratch for quite I, a while there. I'd have to say at some point, you, for sure, you see him at some point during the series. 
Um, I think obviously Cassidy kind of stays with the winning, uh, you know, a winning formula, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kessel's been kind of on the sidelines looking in here and yep. it's an option to go to. I mean, the guy's going to be ready to go whenever, whenever he gets the call, yeah. uh, you know, those guys can kind of be dangerous sometimes because if Phil Kessel's anything, he's a sniper. Like he's yeah. not a two way forward. So you're not bringing him in for any defensive acumen. Like, <laughs> Probably not. So these and and we again that's another story we've seen time and time again. Kind of guy comes out of nowhere, pots a couple of goals in Game Six, or you know has yeah. a hat trick in Game Seven. And I mean Kessel's been around. I mean he's been around the block. He knows how to score. I mean he's played yep. with great players and he knows yeah. he knows the gig. So it's quite possible. I, I would for sure would we do see him in the series. And uh, you know keep an eye out if if he does get into the series, he could be. You know, that's the type of guy that could easily come in there, you know, one and one, goal and assist. Yep. He goal wants to go, ass- yeah. Goal and two assists. So I can, he can see it. He, he's not that, that prototypical scratch that's just sitting on the sidelines. He's a 40-goal yeah. scorer here, so former A couple anyway. times, yeah. All right. Well, and uh, that does it for around the boards. Uh, and with Check My Fanny on hiatus, we're going to move right into Beauties and the Beast. But just quickly before that, we will take a short commercial break for a few words from our sponsors, and we'll see you when we get back. Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare, and still pay less than what you would on some of those other, more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistant, eight hours of playtime. I mean, these earbuds are really spectacular. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And we are back, ready to attack Beauties and the Beast. And I'm going to start things off this week, Marty, if you don't mind. There's a guy that I kind of been, guy I've been kind of waiting to talk about here. We alluded to him a little bit in, in um, around the boards, yeah. Jordan Martinook. 
he has to be a beauty man like this is yeah yeah like i mean you were this guy is so not a first liner and i don't mean that in any kind of a bad way <laughs> i just mean like you have your ahos you have your shushnikovs and then there's martin nook and he's just kind of your you know kind of second line third more of a third liner if you will but we said it earlier in the program marty and you know we're i'm sure we're going to see it again in future playoff contests Guy just comes out of nowhere. Third liner, you know, fringe second liner, puts up a huge amount of production in a series or during the playoffs. You know, Martinuk's giving him that secondary scoring. That, And it's not even like Carolina would need it per se, but let's call right. it what it is. You'll take every last little drop that you can get out of your whole roster when it comes to the playoffs. Absolutely. Like, we'll, we'll, all, we'll all be on the mend later on. So yes. in regards to Martinuk, I, ha- I had to make sure to give him uh, some love. He's been on quite a heater lately. So five game series and ten Props. points. I mean, the guy averaged two points per game. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, I don't need to go into much more than that. Jordan Martinook, you are my first beauty this week. Next up, Ty, and I've been waiting to say this name for you, bud. Ty yeah. Cartier. 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 Oh, <laughs> not what I would have gone with clearly, but uh, yeah, all right. No, Cartier. no, Cartier, and uh, Love you've it. got your you've got yourself an undrafted twenty two year old from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. May Atta I add, boy. Um, so uh, again, one of these guys that's coming out of nowhere. Now, listen, this guy isn't even close to a point a game or any of that kind of business. So, I mean, I'm. It's not so much for the fact that the guy's completely going off, but th- you know, again, undrafted. Like, I mean, the guy passed through you know a couple of drafts didn't get picked comes in and has been having a decent season down there in uh coachella uh firebirds um i think he's got something to the extent i want to say like 48 29 47 or sorry 28 29 for 57 and 72 there you go so 57 i was gonna say 47 57 but anyway having a decent year comes up for the playoffs with some injuries and want to throw in another guy in there Nine uh, nine games played. He's got three goals, two assists for five points. I mean, just an unheralded player that comes out, comes to, uh, you know, through the woodwork during the playoffs. Got to give the kid some love. I mean, getting the job. He had a great goal on uh, against Skinner and what I think it was the oh. deciding. I think it was the deciding game. And it might have even been when he got yeah, pulled so. or beauty, yeah, yeah. beauty shot. I mean, Skinner should have had it. He had nothing in front of him obviously but um anyway ty cartier you're my second uh beauty this week now for my third it's the old gray beard where would the <laughs> dallas stars be without 38 year old joe pavelski like this guy can tip pucks like it's nobody's business like oh, uh, you know the you know there the, there's the 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 story of him like you know staying out after practice or before practice and all he's doing is tipping pucks well you know that came to the forefront in this series he got a couple in uh, off of tips i mean i don't know it's not that i don't i don't have more to say it's that what are, what else are you <laughs> going to say about the guy like this is just you know we talk about gamers right like this guy's a gamer comes back yes. from a friggin concussion Game one of this series, I believe, four goals. In a losing effort, mind you, but four goals. Like, I mean, if you're a player on that team, like, you you know, Marty, we talk about leadership and the intangibles and that kind of stuff. He's, 
he's got it in spades. And like, yeah. how how oh, are man. you? This guy is gonna drag that team to the cup if he yeah. has to. Yeah. He's gonna drag him there. Oh yeah. And, and and I mean, eight goals in the series. I think he tied a franchise record or something to that extent in, in regards to oh, one really? series and the amount of goals or whatever. Um, okay. So hey, listen, super great character. I mean, the guy's got leadership oozing out of him for Christ's sake. Yeah. But a guy who doesn't have much oozing out of him right now is Jason Robertson. Oh. And you, sir, are my beast this week. Now, I want to first, let's just get first things first out of the way. This guy's not having a horrible playoff. No. Like, not at all. 12 points in 13 games, two goals, 10 assists. Plus one. Here's the issue. You're a 46 goal scorer in the regular season. Okay. Hockey games are won not by assists. They're won by goals. And you are one of the best in the league at doing so. They're going to need it, man. Yeah. If we talk about the Dallas Stars in the, in the Stanley Cup final, and e- let's even go as far as saying being successful. Yeah. If that happens over the next three weeks to a month or whatever, Marty. Yep. Jason Robertson is going to start scoring goals for this to happen. Like his name better they, be mentioned. They, yeah, they, they, I really, really don't think that you can continue going here without him putting the puck in the back of the net for two reasons. One, actual team success. Yay, we scored a goal. We're leading the friggin' hockey game. There you go. <laughs> but number two, and you know, Marty, I've never been a professional hockey player. But I have yes. played competitive. So I have <laughs> at forty-seven years old, bud. I'm hedging my bets. Okay, fair <laughs> and enough. I'm taking the under. <laughs> that's a that's a prediction you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bud. Oh yeah. But I mean, when it comes to this guy, he's just he's gonna need to pot some. You you, you have to yeah. get it done. You're yeah. someone that the team has relied up, uh, upon in regards to that uh, that aspect of the game in the top line. I mean, you know, one of the best in the league, like I say, to do it, it they're, they're just going to need it, man. I mean, again, again, weird to have a player like this with the production he actually has, the overall production. Yeah. But, I mean, you, hey, listen, you take those eight goals away from Pavelski, let's say he's still out with a concussion. Yikes. I don't think we're talking about the Dallas Stars in the third round. No. No. And I and I and I think that a lot of people would one hundred percent agree with me. Like there, yeah. I mean, I agree. Without Pavelski's production here, I don't think Dallas Heroics. gets through. The, yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much, Save and again, four. And I know four of those goals were in one game, but still, yeah. that that was still a productive uh, other four goals in 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 the remaining six games in Absolutely. playoff hockey. So, yeah. It's Clutch. just a matter. It's just a matter where he's going to need to come through here at some point for this team to continue to have the mm-hmm. success that they're having. They can't do yeah. it without him. He's just too big of a piece. And that's my beauties and beasts. That you're, yeah, yeah uh, you're bingo. completely right. Uh, bingo, bingo. Um, all right, so I'm going to start, and all of this I've got. I think I have one. Yeah, I've got one player in my beauties and the beasts. <laughs> the rest right. are kind of storylines. Uh, so actually, you know, let's start with the player, then get it out of the way. So Max Domi, which I'm surprised we haven't even talked oh. about yet, because frankly, yeah. I like I don't listen. I don't like it any more than anybody else. I don't like putting Max Domi on this list. I really don't. I don't personally. I 
when I saw the trade, we talked about it. We saw it as being kind of useless. It wasn't really, they didn't need to go out and get a Max Domi because all that Max Domi was going to bring them was trouble, according to me. Um, however, what he's done is 11 points in 13 games. He's essentially, and none of this is on the power play. This is all even strength. So he's, I believe he's on the second power play unit. But how many minutes is he really seeing? What kind of minutes is he really seeing? I don't think they're looking at him saying, buddy, we need a goal. That's not why he's there. He's there to get under people's skins. He's he's the Brad Marchmont, sorry, Brad Marchand of this team. And he's kind of filling those boots really well because he's doing a bit of everything for this team. So the, again, we talk a lot about players coming in and stepping into a certain role, right? Now they're, they're that role player. Now there's a storyline with that player. Well, Max Domi is that player for this team right now, where he's the he's got a bit of the heart of this team on him, and he's kind of driving it to a degree. I'm not going to say he's the reason why they're winning these series, but when you've got him on the ice, he is not the liability that I thought he was going to be. He's very much a very smart, productive player for this team, especially right now. And I want to say even down the stretch, he was being he was a healthy scratch for them in the regular season. He wasn't actually seeing a whole lot of minutes. And then all of a sudden now in the playoffs, he's, he's showing his value. He's showing his full worth. And again, 11 points out of 13 games. Listen, you can do a lot worse than uh, leaning on a guy like that. So as much as it pains me to say it, because again, I'm not a big fan of Max Domi's game. He is a very good hockey player right now for the Dallas Stars. So good for him. He's my first. Uh, I got to say about Max uh, Domi in yeah. round two against uh, Seattle. Yep. I don't know how much more productive you want a guy that's playing on your. Well, he's on the second line, by the way, with yeah. Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment. Yeah. Is being deployed on the second power play unit at center between Johnston right. and Dadanoff. Sagan uh, yeah. on the point on the second power play unit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he was two and six. In that series, two goals, six assists. Like, you know, here we are talking about Jason Robertson again. Overall numbers, great. Uh, goal scoring numbers need to kind of come up a little bit. But when you got Pavelski, when you've got Max Domi, again, we're going to throw in Tyler Sagan, uh, Jamie Ben. Again, you mentioned it. Wyatt Johnston having a 20 goal season uh, in the regular season as a rookie. The, Again, you have a team where it's like, okay, Robertson's not getting it done for us right now, but there's some others that can fill in the gap until, you know what I mean? Again, I don't think you want to lean on that per se for a length of time. You do want to get Robertson going here. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, like, and, 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 and we didn't like, it's not that we didn't like it. We just kind of thought that, okay, ho-hum, man, you're adding a third liner. I, I get it. But, you know, upon, upon you know, reflection, if you will. Further review. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is still a kid that can put, you know, he's got some skill here. He's he was taken. Skill, he was taken high sure. in the draft. So good yeah. good bet for, uh, on, on Dallas's part. And uh, he yeah. certainly paid dividends in the second round, that's for sure. And he's only averaging 50 minutes. If I'm looking at his team, is actually 24th on the team in terms of time on ice. Um, so that says a lot. He's might be down at the bottom in time on ice, but he's third on his team in points. So he's not like he's 
he's not being relied heavily on, but when he is playing, he's producing. He's in fact, you're going to go as far as saying he's overproducing. So that's why you believe at some point for sure wheels are going to come off at some point, but you write it until you can't, until you can't anymore. And that makes sense. That's what you do for sure. But Domi has had uh, two years, two very good offensive years, one in Montreal and one. And actually, I will go as far as even saying three. The one he was having in Chicago this year, considering the, the talent or lack thereof mm. that he was surrounded by in, in, in Chicago, very impressive that he would put up the numbers that he was doing. So he's, he absolutely has the skill to be able to keep, do, keep doing this. So um, that's enough. That's enough for Maxim. Domi, way to go, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so one of the first storylines, Seattle Crack, and I kind of have to go into this, but more specifically, Hacksaw, because I actually looked a little bit more into Hacksaw specifically. And what I'm going to say is, so Hacksaw started out with Philadelphia, 15 and 16, and made it to the playoffs. He lost in the first round. And again, first year, right? So not bad. Next year, out of the playoffs, unfortunately. But the year after that, went to the playoffs again, but lost in the first round as well. So then the third year, he got the axe, I think, somewhere around 30 games in, something like that. Um, okay. They actually had, a, they were like one game under 500, but you know, obviously Philadelphia felt like, no, no good enough, right? No problem. He goes from there, he goes to Toronto. Uh, the first year he's there, he's under Babcock and they do okay, not great, but okay. And then the second year they actually have, they did very well. They actually took the next level and he's part of the assistant. He's the assistant coach, part of the coaching staff learns a lot, you know, a lot of people around him doing very well. And then he gets his, a hold of Seattle where in the first round or in the first season, we all know what happened, not much, but now in the second season, look where we're at. So what I'm getting at is he had like, I think like 30 years or something, not 30, but like you know, a lot of years coaching North Dakota, all of them very successful. I think this is this is the perfect storm for the perfect coach, for the perfect team, for the perfect players on that team. The combination of everything really just coming together. Hacksaw's sta- stamp on this team is so evident that to suggest that he is not one of the key cogs as to why this team did what they did and so well. Um, would be an insult to not just him, but also to Ron Francis, who went out and got him. Because when he when he did, we all laughed. We all thought, what the hell are you doing? This guy did nothing in Philly, hasn't done anything at the NHL level. Why are you doing You've got so many other great opportunities. I believe at the time, Bruce Boudreau was available. Like, why not go after him? He's great with young talent. He's got the proven track record. No, Francis saw something or heard something or both, about Hacksaw, that he thought, this is the guy for this club. And then proceeded to go out and start signing players strategically to fit into that mold. And Hacksaw just took that mold and ran with it, and look what they did. Um, Losing game seven by one goal means you may as well be in the conference final. There's no difference. Dallas earned it, for sure. You would say the exact same thing about Seattle if Seattle was currently up against Vegas. So it's one way or the other, or the other. It's seventh game, and it's by one goal. The team, the better team, won for sure. But if there's if there's an argument on either side, it's that they both deserve to go win it. So Seattle very much deserves to be in the playoffs every year. I don't think this was an outlier year. I think you're going to see them right back into it again next year. Um, they're going to do something about their goaltending situation, hopefully. Um, Frank Kuz kind of, not Frank Kuz, but um, uh, Grubauer kind of surprised me a little bit. 
I think surprised a lot of people really. Um, oh. But I, and that had a big hand in why Seattle did so well this year. Um, so there, maybe there's a slip up there, but it, they still get in the playoffs next year. I do expect them to be in there. I don't see this as being, like I said, I don't, this is not an outlier season. This is very much who this team is. This is very much Hacksaw's team and they deserve it. Well, I mean, when it comes to Seattle, Hey, listen, going back to my predictions at the start of the year, didn't even think they were going to be in the playoffs. So surprise number one, surprise number two, Marty, like you, I I was a little, I mean, it wasn't uh, this ridiculously horrible hire, but I was just like, kind of this, like you just said, I mean, didn't really do much in Philly here. Like what's. What's the catch? And there were better options, right? There were better options. That's well, what surprised we, me the most. About we it. we thought at the time, yeah. Or we thought, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, surprise number two there, and then the biggest surprise for me, of course, is I still don't understand how this all happened with the type yeah. of goaltending with the type of goaltending they had all year. But hey, yeah, listen, there's there's black and white numbers on on a sheet of paper, and then there's actually playing a game. And as long as I win six to five, as long as I score one more than you, I win. So the That's goaltending can, can look horrible on paper, but if they're getting this, that one save, third period, two minutes left, they're up 6-5, they get that save. That's all you need. That's, That's all it. you need. Exactly. Is, the, is that need. one save at the right time. So super surprised across the board when it comes to Seattle. Um, really looking forward to seeing what happens in year three. I mean, you, yeah. that, that's a massive jump. Uh, let, aside from the goaltending, I really like the way the team played. Um, yeah, you know, a, a, another collection of misfits that either yeah. a team didn't want or thought they wanted to keep another guy over him, blah, 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 this, that, the other thing, whatever the situation was, these guys came together and said, okay, well, nobody else wants us. Let's Seattle does though. So let's give it to him. And you know let's what? It happen. And on top of it all, and the cherry on top here, what a great fan base. Like, yes, knowledgeable. Absolutely. Uh, uh, super loud, uh, exciting. I mean, it was fun to watch Seattle Kraken games. I mean, I I can't sit here and tell you I watched a plethora of them, but I mean, I got to experience it a little bit more during the playoffs here and very enjoyable. Like I I, I love the fan base. Very, very, uh, into the game. I mean, they're just knowledgeable fans, right? You're in Seattle for Christ's sake. I mean, you're you're not... you're not friggin' under a rock from hockey. I mean, they're very well aware of it. So. You're not in Phoenix. It's a whole. That's not nice. What? There's some people. There's a lot of people in Phoenix that know their hockey. You know what? That will be <laughs> and already is segue of the year. Like, yeah, that's oh where we're at now. My beast. This is just, this just is, know and get it all out because yeah. I got I, a couple <laughs> of things too. I got yeah, a couple. Of, yeah. Let me start by saying I am aware. That there is a good core of hockey fans in Arizona. There is. There, there is absolutely a fan base that deserves to have a team that they can turn to, uh, that they can grow with, that they can, you know, Austin Matthews came from Arizona. Like, obviously, they, they, they've got some reason to, for hockey purists to say no that's there there's a there's a mecca over there that we can tap into there's no reason to think that there's no hockey in arizona because there is there's a couple of teams out there um it's great what they don't have is an nhl team 
What they don't have is support for an NHL team. What they don't have is enough fans to support an NHL team. What they should not have is an NHL team. They, that's, that, this NHL club has not been an NHL club for way too long. Way too long. It took all of what? Maybe, maybe three years in Quebec of the Nordiques suffering before they were shifted off. And by suffering, I, I'm not even sure what I'm referring to because it's not like there weren't people asses in the seats. I think it was because the arena, that's what it was. It was the arena, right? The arena couldn't accommodate a big enough fan base. And, right? I, and I think even though they were selling out every day, there was something, there was some tension between the owner, I think, and maybe how, like, maybe he, it had something to do with him wanting something, I believe, and, and he just wasn't getting it. And he's like, okay, well, let's just move the team. So okay. I think a lot of it had to do with Marcelo Boo at the time. But you know what? I'll have to stop there because I may even be right off of the my wagon right there. So, <laughs> All right. Regardless, okay, this is – and I'm only mentioning Quebec because you'll know why. Um, this, is, this is Gary Bettman's project. This is a science project, and it's mm-hmm. gone terribly bad for way too long. Everyone has seen it. Everyone's known about it for way too long. He continues. It's like, <laughs> there was a tweet, which I thought was perfect. It's like, um, we uh, Arizona fans, we don't want a team. And then it's uh, Arizona community. We don't want a team. And then it's uh, the NHL. We don't want a team in Arizona. And then it's Gary Bettman. Yeah, but have we tried hockey in Arizona? <laughs> like, it's just, everybody's telling you every year it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And then Gary Bettman steps up and says, well, maybe there's another avenue. Like, like the statement that they put out today where they said oh, we're disappointed with the outcome but we're excited to work with the ownership group to find the next avenue like what are you fucking doing the horse is dead it's been dead for years but you keep putting a fucking uh, what's that thing there the where you're like clear and then trying to revive a dead horse back away Dig the hole already and bury it and move the fuck on because this is insulting to other clubs that are have been waiting for. And I swear to God, if a team ends up in Atlanta again, I'm going to fucking do something about it. And I don't know if it's going to be legal or not because I swear. I What is the concept there to put another a third franchise in, in Atlanta that isn't that is clearly not going to work again? Meanwhile, you got Quebec over there selling out game after game, 18,000 in the last game for the Quebec Grand Pars. Meanwhile, uh, Arizona's average was under nine. Like, you, you can't even compare the two. That arena is ready to take on an NHL team in Quebec, 100%. And it, Quebec has deserved a team for far too long now. But please, my God, do not end up taking this team and going to Atlanta. I've heard Utah now also, which I guess makes sense. I've heard Houston. Fuck off. No, absolutely not. Do not put a team in Houston. This Again, this is insulting to the markets that deserve a team like Quebec. So uh, Arizona, Bettman, both. And please, my God, please. Gary Bettman, get out. Get out of the way. Look at the deals he's made with ESPN. ESPN, it was, it was an elimination game. And they were showing a 9-1 baseball game. Meanwhile, the elimination game is going on between Vegas and Edmonton, and they're showing <clears throat> they've got the audio of the nine one ball game, but they're just showing the video of the of the game between Edmonton. What are you doing, ESPN? But that's again to me, you take a step back. That's on Gary Bettman. 
nobody's taking the NHL seriously as a big four because Gary Bettman doesn't know how to do this right. And he's been fucking it up for too many years. Get out of the sport. Get back to being, go back to basketball. You've got, and honestly, they don't need you. Friggin', um, I forget his name. Silver. <laughs> commissioner. Silver, thank you. Adam Silver. He's doing a great job. Bettman just write out, write it off into the sunset. You're fucking done. And <laughs> one more thing about Bettman I love. They uh, they gave him some sort of lifetime achievement award, and they delayed the announcement to coincide with the results of the Arizona uh, committee meeting, and which blew up in his face. So he got an award on the same day that his fucking experiment blew up in his face. Thank you very much. Yeah, beautiful. Get out. Listen, when it when it comes down to it all, I'm not going to say much different than what Marty just told you guys. But what I will say is this. Batman needs to get off of this hill. Okay? Because, as you said, Marty, this this has gone on so... This is embarrassing, okay? It is. This is embarrassing now. And and you going right off to the top, Marty, you got Arizona State University building a great hockey program out there. Hockey yeah. is not dead in the no. desert. Okay, like nope. it's alive and well, and, and yep. others will continue to, uh, you know, to rise to the top and and go through the U.S. Uh, development program, a la Austin yes. Matthew. There will be more. Yeah, but what there can't be, and you said it plain as day, Marty, is there cannot be a hockey team in there anymore. Okay, not an NHL team. No. What and even Sylvia, I was telling her after work today. They're going to be playing in that arena next year, eh? Like there was oh, an, yeah. there's an announcement that was out today. They have today two that, more that years. They have two for, years for, contract. For sure, for to. sure, 23, 24. I don't yep. know about after that, only because of the announcement we'll that I saw. But okay. you, you got to be kidding me. Like a 55, if I'm not mistaken, it's 5,500 capacity at Mullet Arena. Well, guess what? Yeah. There's a Colise <laughs> Pepsi sitting in Quebec. It's got a capacity for 15,176 people. Okay. That's three times. That's, that's, well, not literally, but it's basically three times as much as Mullet Arena. I mean, Montreal and Quebec, the rivalry. Oh, my God. The filling of the seats. And, and listen. Yes, we're Canadian boys, so of course we're going to be pushing for our Canadian city to get another team. But at this point... I'm pushing for logic. <laughs> at this point, I don't even give a damn if it's in Quebec. I just don't want it in friggin' Arizona. I'm sick and tired of reading about Tempe, Arizona, about no. Glendale, about Gila River Arena, about being kicked out, uh, about uh, political garbage that is dealing... I'm so done. I'm so done with this. Please, this, please, Gary. This last round of votes off that proves hill. it. The, the, like there are the nobody wants they this don't, team. They don't want it. The taxpayers don't want the team. They just told you we don't want the team. We don't care. Get rid of it. It's what they said. And Bettman's just sitting there like, ah, fucking eat it, eat it. They Arr, just take it. I, Arr. And and you know what? I, I even went as far as saying to a buddy of mine, you know how when like in this case, Batman, right? Okay, he's let's say he's around for another, oh, I don't know, three, four years. Let's make it around number five years. Okay, great. 
So in 10, 15 God. years, when the documentary comes out about Gary Bettman, I want to yeah. hear his fucking reasoning as for oh. why he wanted to die on this hill. I really do. die with him. He's I not really, say. really want to know. Like, I want to What is... What is it? Is it ego? Your horniness with freaking Arizona. <laughs> like, I just... Uh, it, it's gotten... You know what? It's bugging the fuck out of me now. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's it is. To, <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't before. Why? It's, it's just, true, it, though. It's like, Why? It's like, honestly, Why? I, I need to know, Gary. I need to know. Why is I need so you, important? I need you to explain it to me in plain English. Why are you still trying to run a hockey team <laughs> in a place that Marty has just mentioned does not want you? <laughs> like, I just, like, it's the whole, it, it reminds me of the whole Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Said, yeah. Yeah. Because why? Because there's currently a team it, there? <laughs> That's it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, honestly, you, it, it's gotten to the point where it is embarrassing now. It really, yes. really is. I mean, I'm. I, can you imagine? Batman. Like how? How no does means Clay, no. How does Clayton Keller feel? Okay, this guy has played in front of yeah. more fans, more fans, Marty, with the United States National Development Program than the fans that yeah. are watching him at Mullet Arena. And again, and again, I'm not shitting on hockey in Arizona. Like Arizona State University has built a wicked, wicked program over the last, listen, uh, of what I know of about five years, year, five years, if not more, five years? if not more. There you go. Okay. Not, I, I really don't know, but they've been around for a little bit here and they're building a really great program. They like, are. Th there's yeah. good things going on with the words hockey and Arizona. Absolutely. One it just doesn't involve the NHL club. You have got it right. It, it's not the, it's not the the Arizona Coyotes. That's for sure. Like I just can't understand it. You know, a guy like Clayton Keller goes through all of that, gets a you know gets to the the big show, and who does he play in front of? Fifty five hundred college students. Now, listen, I'm I'm making a big deal out of it. There, it's not all college students, but you get the gist. I mean, they're sharing the arena with the college team. Like, come on, man. Come on. You're the you're, you're the NHL. On. Like you mentioned, Marty, you're one of the one of the, the, the top four or the big or you want to be part of the big four. Supposed to be part well, of it, yeah. You know, act, you're like, acting it, like it. Act like yeah. it. And, and and I'm even sorry. The, even the Buffalo Bills don't play in a college arena. It's, it's <laughs> like, just, it, although it, they're it, good now. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. And yes, I'm always going to lean to the Canadian side of it because we will eat up hockey here. Okay. Yep. Like it's a fifteen thousand arena, got but it'll team. be filled to eighteen every time. Quebec got that team ripped away from them, basically. Yeah. Like the same thing is going to happen with Quebec that happened with the Winnipeg Jets. Like, yes, it's on Eventually, a smaller, yeah. it's on a smaller scale out there in Winnipeg. Okay, it's not this big money maker like the Leafs are. Okay, it never will be. But they got something good going on there. Absolutely, like owners that were. I, I don't want to go as far as saying they were based there, but you had owners that were committed to the city. Yeah. And I mean, really committed. Okay. Not like committed for oh, 10 yeah. years and then move the fucking team. Like true North, like hey man, they planted their feet in here and they did it the yeah. right way to get that team there. Yeah. You can't sit here and tell me with all of the intangibles, the rivalry with Montreal, like Winnipeg doesn't even have a rivalry with anybody. 
and they're and they're no, a successful club. True. They are. Yeah. Like, can you imagine just the rivalry itself between Quebec and Montreal back again? Oh my god! That province dude. is going to rip each it, other in two. It'd be so good for hockey. Like, oh, I, like it, it, both north and south of the border, it would be really good for hockey. Like, and that's what Bettman. I don't. That's what what's aspect that Bettman I think is really. He's really dead set on is that success in Canadian hockey does not translate to success down in the states, and I think that's wrong. It's it's wrong on so many levels, mainly because so long as the sport is doing well and represented well, it'll continue to churn out really good games, really good players, and that's what Quebec does. Quebec has been producing some of the best hockey players as long as hockey has been around. So if you've got another club for them to play on, trust me, they're going to draft. They're going to draft Quebec players. That's just what French Quebec people do. They love drafting their own, which like right or wrong, that's just a fact. And that's what's going to happen. So what, what my point is, is that this is going to increase the talent level on the ice by having a, a representation in Quebec. And trust me, talent on the ice means better product and better product is good for everybody, both north and south of the border. So if you've got a really strong fan base from that follows Quebec, when they go and play against South Florida area, fucking Carolina, it doesn't matter where they play. You're going to have fans show up and they're going to be, they, they weren't showing up before, they're going to be showing up now. And that hockey on the ice is going to be good. That would be good quality hockey, which is, again, good for hockey, good for the NHL, good for the owners. You want a team to, you don't want a team in a place that isn't winning and is just hemorrhaging money every year. You want a team that's going to succeed and bring in money every year. That benefits all of the owners. So to argue against that from Bettman's perspective makes no sense to me whatsoever. So again, while I am you know, obviously saying Quebec should get the Arizona Coyotes, I'm not against a team from the States also getting this team, but let's make it make sense. Let's not go to Atlanta. Let's not even talk about Atlanta, a third team in Atlanta that's going to fold in four years again. Let's not talk about a team in um, Houston, which I'm sorry, isn't going to work either. It, hockey's doing great in Dallas. They've got them. Leave it alone. You need to spread it. You don't want to just jump on it's not like New York where you got the Islanders and the Rangers for years and that's working out. You're not going to be able to recreate that. You don't strike lightning twice. You put this team, I would actually be okay in Utah. It kind of makes sense in Utah. I can see that actually working out pretty good. I'm not sure what they would name the team. The uh, the Utah Mormons, I guess, or something. They'd be, they, but anyways, it, it would it would be it would make more sense there. Oh my God, could you imagine getting Hartford back involved? Anyways, I'm getting ahead of this. This is too much. Well, I, I, I do have, I do get have to rid make, of Arizona. Absolutely, wholeheartedly, and I do have to make a, a quick little edit. The Coliseum Pepsi is actually the old uh, Quebec Coliseum, so okay, that's permanently closed. What I was thinking of. Yeah. Not using the proper words, but what I was thinking of was their new Videotron Center, and it's it oh, actually oh, it's does Videotron. have okay. yeah it it actually does have more seating. It's got uh, what eighteen thousand nice. eighteen thousand two fifty nine. So there you go, way over a third of uh, or uh, times three of the uh, fifty five hundred. But listen, the Ottawa Senators last year, who are just about to be sold for a billion dollars, averaged just over sixteen thousand fans last year. I guarantee you, Quebec comes in. They're selling that eighteen thousand plus every. There's going to be standing room only. They'll be at closer to. They'll be a hundred and ten percent capacity every game. I guarantee you. Which to me, as an owner of a of a of a separate certainly be team, more profitable. 
fucking do it. Do it yesterday. What is the oh. delay? Oh, yeah. It's definitely so. more profitable. So, like, I mean, I don't understand why the move is. Anyway, we could sit here and ramble on about that There's forever. Yeah. But we don't <laughs> we want a two-hour do. show again. So there you <laughs> yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Good, good way to bring it back. Thank you. Yes. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. And there you go, folks. That is our show so, for this one. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G A L A G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.